Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. From Channel Side Drive, where Lord Stanley Cup rests. Time kicks down the Lightning with the Stanley Cup. Travel across the bridge to St. Pete to find our American League champs. And the Tampa Bay Rays have just won the American League pennant. And get ready to fire the cannon. Blob pass toward the end zone. Gronkowski, he makes the catch. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. What a great grab by Gronk. Because it's time for another episode of Play the Bay. Play the Bay. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Play the Bay. Happy Sunday to everybody. I am one of your hosts, Evan. I'm here with Chip and Kaylee Chikoski, who is uh, better now because she was sick a couple days ago. Is that correct? Yes, I was ill, so I'm getting better. I'm on the mend, as they say. Good. Trending upwards. Yes. So we are here for a special Sunday show. Of course, Play the Bay is sponsored by Geology, where if you go to geology.com, make sure to put in the promo code caffeine to get 30% off your next order. I guarantee you, if you get one of these orders from Geology, you will look fresher, younger, and your skin will be tighter than ever. Make sure you go. Chip, have you gotten yours yet? It is shipping. I got the tracking information, so it'll be here in a couple of days. So I'm excited to try it. Oh, okay. I'm going to hold you to that. You just promised I'd look younger, feel better, and my skin will be tighter. <laughs> you will be glowing every time you wake up. You, uh, you Okay. Know, I'll hold you to that. You will. Don't hold me to that. Hold that. Hold geology. <laughs> Don't hold me to that. I'm just, I'm just trying to, just trying to bump up the the caffeine part of it and make. It <laughs> so, well, thanks to everybody for tuning in. Of course, this is Play the Bay. You can follow us on uh, Twitter at Play the Bay TV and also at Facebook Play the Bay 2020. So we're gonna kick it off today. We've got uh, the Bucks versus the Vikings today. Uh, it's a matchup. It's a matchup that they need to win. And I want to get your guys' thoughts on keys to victory. What are the Bucks' keys to victory today against the Minnesota Vikings? Chip? I mean, one key, and I'll give you one. There are several, but I'll give you one. And I think the, the obvious one, obviously, is to stop Dalvin Cook. Uh, the Buccaneers have been great against the rush all year. They're under 75 yards. They haven't, they haven't allowed a 100-yard rusher since week nine of 2019. So, I think it was Chris Carson against the Seahawks uh, back then who actually did that. So contain Dalvin Cook, uh, get some pressure, make sure you can stop him, and that'll give him a better chance to win. Kaylee, what are your keys to victory? Yeah, I think one of them, there's so many, as Chip mentioned, but one of them is is also the secondary, right? Because they've been kind of um, up and down this entire season, and you have to imagine that you know, in the locker room and in the in the practices and the two weeks they've had with the bye week, Dalvin Cook is their top priority, probably priority one through three, if we're being honest. So yeah. I, I do think it gives Kurt Cousins and the Vikings offense like a little bit of an opportunity to really open up the passing game, um, kind of knowing that that's where that front seven will be focused, obviously, and where you know most of the defensive scheming will come into play, given that the offense usually runs through Dalvin Cook. But you've also got you know, Justin Jefferson, who's really kept them kind of in one of the leagues, I mean, not leading, but at least in the top kind of passing offenses, yeah. right? And that's so that's really, really important because that one guy is really, really good kind of 
creating drives and keeping them in drives. And that's why they've also really been great on third down offense. And then you look at Adam Thielen, who has been a guy in the red zone that they can really count on. And those are two areas, both third down offense and red zone offense, that they've really kind of been really efficient, really good all season. And those two guys are really the keys to it. So as much as Dalvin Cook is, you know, a huge priority because if you let him go, the game is going to get away from you. But also making sure you don't give up anything in the secondary, given that they let Jared Goff put up 370 something yards. And then obviously Patrick Mahomes put up 450 yards passing. So um, it's just balancing, balancing the defense and not giving up anything really. Remember, yeah. the Bucks haven't gone against any elite wide receivers this year. So, Correct. you know, yeah, they, not at all. They haven't yeah. given up any kind of yardage at all to elite wide receivers. So they should be okay against the Vikings at all. So I, uh, I've made it a point to <clears throat> send Christmas cards to uh, my fantasy teams, players that have oh. actually done pretty well. I think if oh. I send it, yeah, I'm going I'm to have me in a sweater. And and do the pose that's like really nice. Nice. yeah, <laughs> so, but that's but that's, if, so, but that's fun. yeah, but that's if I make the championship and go, I'm just gonna send Christmas cards. Like, ah. thank you, thank you for for being a fantasy stud this year. I, I made it. Justin <laughs> Jefferson is one of those guys because I picked him up on waivers and he's been nothing but uh, spectacular for my team. So thank you, Justin. Jefferson. He's been challenging uh, Randy Moss's records for the Vikings. Yeah. I mean, he's got a, yeah. he's on pace. I think with yards, I think he's only lacking. And touchdowns right now, I think he's three or four behind. But just like you said, Kaylee, unbelievable uh, start to a season. And really, Kirk Cousins has been on a tear uh, because of Jefferson. I think one of the things, L. Bushman, we talked about, and I don't want to steal one of your keys maybe, is that uh, You're gonna steal Rudolph, and Irv, <laughs> Rudolph and Irv Smith um, Jr. are going to be out today uh, for tight end possibly. We won't know until 1130 about Irv Smith, but um, so you're going to see – when they throw the ball, those are going to be the guys it's going to. I think the keys for the Bucks, and we've all said this, there's there's a ton of keys for their victory today, is you got to rattle Kirk Cousins, man. You, you got to get to him. And, and Todd Bowles can't be afraid to put a lot of pressure on Kirk Cousins because we all know what he can do when he's, you know, when he's outside of the pocket, he makes mistakes. He's almost like a Jameis Winston type. He's 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 trying to find a big play and he usually throws an INT when it's and when it comes to it. Also, you got to feed Rojo, man. Give him the ball. Like, give him the damn ball. I mean, I know Bruce Arians likes to go back to to Leonard Fournette, but like we've Leonard Fournette hasn't done jack shit this year. I mean, give Rojo the ball. I mean, he's one of the best running backs in the league right now. He's if they would have been giving Rojo the ball like consistent like they, they should have. He could be at a thousand yards right now up there with Derrick Henry. That's what I think. Uh, but yeah, I think the keys to success today would be getting after Kirk Cousins, rattling his cage, and then you know just give Rojo the ball, man. That's that's all you have to do. That's that's the key to, to success today. So yeah, that's what we got going on with the Buccaneers. So matchups today <laughs> for the Buccaneers and against the Vikings. Who do you guys want to see the most out of your matchups today, Chip? Uh, you got to go with the corners. You got to go with Bunting and, and Davis. You got to have these guys have got to step up today. Uh, like we said, uh, you know, Thewan and Jefferson are, have been playing really well. Kirk Cousins, I think, has thrown 15 touchdown passes since like week eight or nine, I think. Uh, you know, and he's uh, thrown, you know, some interceptions as well. But you got to slow that part of the game down and then trust your defense, trust the rushing defense the Bucks have had. So both those guys have to step up. I know we know that, uh, Dean is obviously going to be doubtful today with a groin injury. And he was one of the guys that played in the slot uh, and was a third corner out there. So uh, the Buccaneers have been getting lit up without him being there. So 
Um, both those guys need to step up today. Yeah, I think, um, you know, the Vikings obviously are, I believe Eric Kendricks will be out today. So that's a huge yes. opportunity for obviously Ronald Jones, but also that offensive line to really keep kind of pressure at bay, but keep Ronald Jones really in this game early. And I think that's the key is to see not only the scheming and the play calling really step up and, and put the ball in his hands a little bit more, but also to really take pressure off of Tom Brady, because as we know, he's kind of, you know, turn the ball over and, and turn the ball over against maybe even defenses that aren't necessarily great at getting pressure on the quarterback. So to be able to kind of take away that one key piece of that Vikings defense, you should see something open up for them a little bit earlier. We had a question come in on the comments. It's not Bucks related, but we'll answer it anyways. What do you think the Packers will do for the rest of the season? Also, what's your opinion on the best wide receiver in the league? Kaylee, I'll go to you. I mean, let's see. Who do the Packers play for the rest of the season? Because they're playing the Lions today, and I, mean, I know that yeah. Kuda is out. So Devontae yeah. Adams today for yeah. the Packers, massive day yeah. potentially. So they play the Lions, Panthers, Titans, and Bears. So three of those are extremely winnable, obviously. And then the Titans game. Um, and and that, the, the thing is, is the Titans are up and down as well. Um, we've seen them give up games that they should win and, and kind of beat the crap out of teams that are that we thought were very good. So um, that, that game could really go either way. But I think, you know, they're on pace to really win out the rest of their games, which is really exciting for them. Um, but I, I do think Devontae Adams is a guy that's going to get a lot of play. Like you said, with him being kind of the key guy, I just see them really rolling through the rest of the season. They've kind of, you know, got their stride back. Obviously, they lost to the Colts, but the Colts have a really like consistent and really just, you know, effective defense. So for for them to lose by three to the Colts, I'm not that worried about. But I do see them winning out, and my hope is that they do because of the Titans. <laughs> Best I hope they win as well. Yeah. I was gonna say yeah. I hope they win as well because Aaron Rodgers is my fantasy quarterback, so he needs to put up <laughs> body numbers. But. Best wide receivers in the league. I know it was the second part of the question. Oh, yeah. and I think that if you can, I love and and you know he's a guy that's kind of been contained over the past couple of weeks, maybe a little bit. Was DK Metcalf? I think you take the almost the speed of you know Tyreek Hill, and then you have a bigger a bigger frame guy and a guy that I always loved. Um, growing up, Calvin Johnson, kind of like Megatron, and you combine those guys together, that's kind of what DK Metcalf is. So if you're asking me who I think the best can be overall right now, I think you're seeing a transition. I think DK Metcalf kind of moves up, and the guys like a, a Julio Jones and some of the older guys are starting to, to move down. So overall, like trait-wise, um, I like DK Metcalf. Stat-wise, um, I don't know who's really leading – I know Tariq Hill has seven touchdowns. He's up there. Um, Devontae Adams has been banged up. I don't know if he's up there, but those are some of the guys I consider um, some of the best wide receivers and guys that are always going to make plays. Getting back to the Bucs, I have a question for both of you. If the Bucs somehow lose this game, what what do you think is the next like the projector projection for the rest of the season? If they go, if they lose this, they'll be seven and six. And then They'll possibly drop down in the playoff seeds. What do you think is hypothetically, if they lose today, what what do you think this team is going to do the rest of the way? Um, I mean, I think I think it's sound the alarm bad. I think yeah. this season is going to go one of two ways. It's either going to go really great and they're going to pick it up, or we're going to get into some really bad negative territory. Like I, if they lose today, um, 
you know, I see them losing more of the games they have remaining than winning um, just because of how important it is coming off the bye to get this victory today. Kaylee, do you think the Bucks could could pick it up after being seven and six? And you've got a few teams like you know nip, they're really nipping at the bud. I mean, if they lose yeah. today, they could probably drop either out of the playoff race or probably drop down. They're in the um, seventh, and Minnesota, yeah. Minnesota yeah. is in the seventh, and the Bucks are in the sixth currently right now. So yeah, correct. Yeah. So did you think if if hypothetically hypothetically wow I can't talk today if they lose. Do you think this that would be it for the rest of the season? Do you think they will just say, you know what, fuck it, we're we're done? Or I know they've got three easy yeah. games after that, but it's it's tough because I think the main thing is is the confidence of what their game plan is because you look at and that's kind of something we've questioned every week is is who are they and what is their plan? And this week they're coming off a bye, so we're gonna see what they put together against a team that, you know, challenges them in some ways and really opens up opportunities for them in other ways, but you know, if they don't get it together today and they can't win um, after coming off of a bye and really having every opportunity available to beat the Vi- beat the Vikings, I think it concerns me what they'll do against the Falcons twice. Maybe not the Lions, but the Falcons are a team. Obviously, we've seen them win sneaky games this year, but playing them twice and and so close, right? Like two weeks apart is very um, concerning because that gives the Falcons a lot of time to game plan. So if they don't take two of those games, they could take the second. And I just think the Bucks, if they lose today, I think they're going to go back to their, like, throw out the whole game plan, like back to the, like, erase the whole chalkboard and let's start over. And that's not, it's something they've done, like, time and time again this season. And I don't think that would benefit them. So I think, I think they would beat themselves if they lose today. That's what the Bucks are known to do is always beat themselves. So that wouldn't be a surprise yeah. to me if they said, you know, okay, we're going to just do something different. And that different is the same, same stuff yeah. they've been <laughs> trying to do all season long. So I get it. Okay. I'm re- I'm really, I'm nervous about this game because it is a winnable game. It is, but it's a there's must those, win. yeah. And it's also a must win. And it's also yeah. like, it's so, there's so much pressure on them now to, to get, to have that winning record to get to the playoffs because of the Tom Brady effect. It's like, if they don't, if they somehow don't make the playoffs and have a sub 500 record, it's okay. (laughs) Oh God. Like now if I was the Glazers, I I would be like, okay, we can't get anybody to win on this. We can't even bring in Tom Brady. We can't even bring in Bruce Arians to win this team. This team is like unwinnable. That's what, that's what my fear is because they have done this before where, they start off high and then it's just, it just tails off and it's just, it, it's a disaster. But I mean, um, you know, the main concerns with me is about if they can stop this, the Minnesota Vikings offense. And they've got, it's almost like they're parallel units together. I mean, because Minnesota yeah. has a young secondary. We have a young secondary. Got a good running back on both sides. I mean, Kirk Cousins can show flashes of greatness, but you know, you've got Tom Brady on the on on the Bucks side, so it's like you've got almost a bizarro world mirror version of these two teams looking at each other for this game. And my dog's barking right now. Um, <laughs> so, do you do you guys think they can stop Dalvin Cook? Do you guys think they can stop Kirk Cousins in this offense? I think. I mean, I, I think they can if they will. That's the that's going to be the deal. And I think Kaylee hit on it, uh, you know, briefly is that. This ha- everybody has to start fast today. There is no getting started, you know, in the after halftime. There is no getting started, uh, you know, after you know the third quarter or anything like that. If the defense can come out the first two or three series and stop that initial wave uh, from Minnesota, and it'll probably be 
um, you know, depending upon the success of their first drive, maybe a drive or two trying to look at Dalvin Cook to see if he can open things up for play action to get Jefferson and Thielen involved. Uh, and if they can hold that together, um, I think you can. I think Bowles and I think their staff has done a great job against the rush. So I think they can contain it. But what we touched on earlier is your corner. You have to be ready with Jefferson and Thielen. I mean, they're they're going to make a change. And hopefully the Bucks defense can, can change with them. What do you think, Kaylee? Yeah, I, I think it's interesting because we haven't seen Dalvin Cook really against the NFL's top rushing defenses right like we yeah. statistically we haven't really seen them against the saints the bucks yet the colts the 49ers like those teams that have done a really good job stopping the run this year we haven't seen what dalvin cook can do or what they're able to game plan against those teams so it'll be like completely new territory for the vikings but like you mentioned you know it's gonna whoever wins this game is gonna get the run game started early they're gonna yep. convert on third down and they're gonna be effective in the red zone and and really you know the Vikings have been able to do all three of those things right in the past few weeks, yeah. um, which kind of puts a little bit of concern, but also the Bucks have held, you know, they they've only had two teams put up a hundred or more rushing yards against them this season. Right. And those are two teams that statistically are running pretty good rushing offenses, right. The Saints yeah. and the Giants. So, you know, it's even though like holding them to a hundred rushing yards is good. Those two teams were able to kind of break that, that seal on the Buccaneers rush defense. But like we said, it is going to come down to, can they, can they do everything? Can they stop Dalvin cook? And then can the secondary step up? And if, you know, if they're focused on the secondary and getting pressure on the quarterback in the passing game, is Dalvin cook going to find a little bit of success early on? Um, but I mean, the Vikings will be the best rushing offense. The Buccaneers have faced so far statistically. So it, it'll be new territory for both. Um, the Bucks are in a little bit better position as far as that matchup goes, but I do think Dalvin Cook is is pretty much, I mean, one of the one of the best in the league. At this so point. what you're saying is this game could be the game where Dalvin Cook goes off on a good running defense. Is that what you're trying to say? Yep. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anything. How, how fitting. Well, also, Madsen for the backup for the Vikings is out today. He had appendicitis last week and didn't play. Dalvin Cook had a career high 32 carries last week against Jacksonville. So, I mean, this is a guy who was a little bit injured uh, and playing okay, didn't get a touchdown last week. I think he went 32 carries for like 130, which if you tell me in, in any NFL game, you give Dalvin Cook 32 touches and he only gets 130 yards, I think that's – you You won. You got off a little bit of – you know, I would think something a lot higher than that. I think his, his average carry yardage is, is, is better than that. So – I think that's a good um, uh, you Jacksonville small victory. You celebrate that a little bit, but with the Bucks, if he sees that kind of volume, and you have to get off the field defensively, if you're on the field and their defense plays and the time of possession is skewed, and Dalvin Cook touches the ball 32 times, your defense will be exhausted. There's no way you can stop him. So don't don't be on the field. Get your defense off. Convert on your third downs. Hopefully, shut them down and, and keep your defense fresh. That's how you can win. I hope it's not the game where he just goes off. And, I can run <laughs> and if he does, like, I'm going to blame you, Kaylee, and I don't like doing that. I will, I will send Thank you God. a text and I'll be like, hey, okay, that's hey, fine. Hey, hey, that's you, fine. And you're being replaced. No, I wouldn't do that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, no, no joking. No, 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 I'm just kidding. Chip, you got any inactives and actives for us today? 
buddy we got some we got some good ones i know we've we've touched on two already kendrick's is going to be inactive uh and one of the funny things from minnesota hardy nickerson jr the son of former buccaneer uh, buccaneers middle linebacker hardy nickerson will be playing today he's been on the minnesota practice squad uh played all the way up to december 1st i think he went back down to the practice squad and was elevated uh obviously this week so um, we'll see him out there. I'm sure you'll have a proud pop uh, watching his son, even though he is playing for the wrong team today. Uh, he'll be getting some reps. Uh, also for Minnesota, we knew that uh, Irv Smith, obviously junior tight end, uh, is questionable, and I know that Kyle Rudolph is going to be out as well. Um, for the Bucks, same ones we've been talking about. Uh, Jamel Dean, I think, uh, is doubtful with a groin. And one of the um, questionables is uh, Cameron Brait. We know he has an illness. It wasn't COVID-related. Not really sure what the illness is, but we should catch his active status here in about the next 10 minutes, um, 90 minutes before game time. So, is there, a player, is there a player you two want to see a lot of today, like on both sides, to go off? Like one guy for me, and I, I hope the Buccaneers go back to this game plan, is to give the ball to Scotty Miller. I know Antonio Brown was brought in to really kind of take over that slot role, but Scotty Miller beforehand was – Really doing well, and I, I, him and Tom Brady were having great chemistry together. Is there another guy you guys would like to see go off today, or really kind of the Bucks we should focus on? Let's let's take out the obvious, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Is there another guy that should really step up to the plate today? I'm calling first touchdown for Antonio Brown today. Oh wow! wow. I just said not Antonio Brown, but okay. <laughs> you said Scotty Miller, and you uh, said Evans and Godwin. So yeah, I think first touchdown for Antonio Brown today. Okay. Uh, I mean, we just would, named all the offensive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we named everyone, but I would, I would agree. I would agree with Scotty Miller. He's a guy that you know. When we were looking up at that DB wide receiver matchup, he's a guy that I looked at and said, like, it would be great if he could really kind of get in this game. We saw, like you mentioned, we saw him a little bit at the beginning of the season. Obviously, he's a special teams guy as well. But you know, I don't. It's not that I don't want Antonio Brown to be successful, but I do want Scotty Miller to be more successful. So that's what I'll say. There you go. Uh, Chip, I know we were talking before the game, before the, the show and everything, that uh, there are a lot of teams in the hunt for the playoff spots. Uh, are there some – wow, I got a country wow. accent. There. Are, cool. some, are, there, are there some games today that are like the get-it-done games, like that they need to win or must-win must, must win, uh, victory today? I mean, I picked one get it done game, and I mean, it should be. We're we're gonna say the Bucks. Obviously, they need to get it done today and win to stay in there. But I think the Seattle Seahawks and the New York Jets. The Jets are coming off a game where they hung with the best, you know, and thought almost, you know, almost took down the Steelers. So um, I want to see the Seahawks get it done today. They're playing the Jets. Jamal Adams has, uh, you know, a lot of a revenge game in front of him. Uh, so, yeah, see what the uh, Seattle Seahawks, man. Let's see what happens. Kaylee, what you got? It, I know the Jags are playing your your favorite team, the yeah, Titans. Yeah, I don't so. – yeah, we're not going to – I don't waste my breath on the Titans. I try not to. Um, but the Colts and the Raiders are two teams that – they play each other, and it's really a get-it-done game for both of them because you look – the Raiders had some success early and then have have really kind of slipped up in the past few weeks. The Colts are a team that, with the Titans leading that AFC South, you know, the Colts really need to stay kind of tippy-top to get in, you know, right under them or hope that the Titans slip up in the last few weeks of the season. But the Colts' playoff chances right now, I mean, if they win this game, 
they're in the 80s, right? They're in the 80 percentile of getting into the playoffs. They lose, they drop down below 50 percent. So that's concerning for them as a team that has really played, you know, they've gone under the radar, but they really have, you know, played good games this year. And their defense is obviously one of the best in the league. Um, and then the Raiders playoff chances are about 70 right now if they win this game and and they drop to 26 if they lose. So for them, you know, it's a little more on the line for the Raiders, but I think the Colts are just an overall better team. And I think if they want to stay in the hunt and they want to kind of come in in the playoffs with the Titans leading that division right now, then they have to win this game. I would say my get it done game today would be for every team to get it done because I'm in the fantasy playoffs and I need all my players to get it done today. Uh, so uh, especially Aaron Rodgers, uh, I need to get in. He needs to go off uh, today against the Lions, which should be a great game for him. Uh, but every every single game needs to be getting done because if I I need to move on to round two of the playoffs, I, I want so I want to win some money. And some Amen practice. to that. And yes. forget what I just said. Washington beat the Steelers, not the Jets. Uh, totally flipped those teams. So. Erase what I said previously. Okay. Um, Very much. I hate saying wrong things. I had to get that out. I I know we didn't put this in our rundown before the show. Um, And I'm going to do this every single show from now on. Uh, How much I have hatred for Stu Sternberg. Um, Okay. uh, This past week. Yeah. Yeah. This past week. Out of nowhere. uh, Yeah. Out of nowhere. I know. It's a curveball. We're talking about (laughs) the books. But we got to talk race too. Uh, Stu. Stu the Stooge basically came out today and was basically, uh, you know, trashing the race players, the race fans, uh, the tribe, pretty much the whole area about, oh, yeah, you know, you know, with COVID going around, we we could only probably get 10,000 fans in. Uh, but that's, you know, we can't even get that much into the stadium already. So, yeah, that's basically not verbatim what he said, but basically what he said. So uh, I have started a hashtag, which is hashtag Stu sucks. Uh, I will put it. Uh, on our ticker right now, and this uh, <laughs> will be something that everybody should tweet out: uh, is Stu sucks. There we go, Stu sucks. Um, so if you are a Tampa Bay Rays fan, you should definitely uh, tweet that out to everybody you know. Stu sucks. Uh, he should not be the owner of the Tampa Bay Rays. He should sell the team to somebody that's actually going to care, not going to have a split season uh, with the Canadians' uh, America's hat. Uh, yes, I just said that. Um, so I, I, I want. <sighs> Well, whatever she said, I thought she said the F word. Uh, I wanted, I wanted your both your 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 two thoughts on on Stu. Like, you know, when when you make comments like that, you're now just pushing away the fan base even more. When you make comments about, oh, we can't even get ten thousand people in the stands. Uh, he also said about his players that uh, we don't have the the type caliber players that could start on a major league roster uh, as of right now. Like he actually said these comments, like, "Oh, I've got I've got players, but they they probably wouldn't start on another another team's uh, starting roster right now." Like your team just went to the World Series, and you're already like bashing them. Like it doesn't make sense to me how out of touch this guy is, not only with the area but the fans and now as players. Um, should should he just sell the team? I know he's not going to, but do you just think he should just? contact somebody else and just sell the team already i mean we all want that to happen that's not gonna happen um i mean to say something like that i mean what what i don't understand that comment like you were just in the world series yeah uh, like uh, i mean are you drinking are you drunk are you what why what would i don't that just it's idiocy uh and it's uh you know and it's stage that's all i mean that's just a dumb statement it just seems to me that he he's almost like the uh, the Kermit the Frog meme when he's drinking <laughs> tea. 
That's Stu. That's Stu Sternberg. He's the Kermit the Frog meme where he's sipping tea uh, and he just doesn't give a shit. Like, you're alienating so many people that want to come and watch the team that you own in the stadium that, you know, you have a see about mm, seven years left in there before you decide to ship and go somewhere else. So it's like, if you really want to move the team, just move and get it over with, but, but quit trying to bash everything to just make people not want to go because now you're just alienating the fans that actually do watch on TV. And then the ones that do go actually watch the team. It's like, just be an owner, shut your mouth, make the moves and put in the money that you should be in this team instead of just saying outlandish, dumbass things. So I, I don't know, man, it's, it's, it's frustrating to me as a race fan. I mean, I know you guys, you two are not passionate because you know, <laughs> uh, Chip, you're a Braves fan mostly, and and Kaylee, do you even like baseball? I I like being there, but okay. it's hard. It's hard on like on television. I don't care at all. But it, when I'm there, I get very invested. Drinking I think, milk. yeah, it, it, sure. But <laughs> I think the main thing is, and I've I'm actually a proponent of this split season thing for many many reasons. No, shame, I know, I know, I know, I know, shame. I know. But but I, I do have a list. Sorry, we had to mute uh, Kaylee there for a second. Um, okay, you're back out of the penalty box. Okay, thanks. I you're do on. really like it for a lot of reasons. I think it's just my like business marketing mind kind of really liking that idea. Um, especially seeing, I, I do think it's going to be a really fun season to have the Raptors here. So I think that is going, that kind of like really shifts my mind into like what opportunities as far as like marketing and, and exposure and Tampa is a very, very, very small market. So even being in the world series doesn't, doesn't change the fact that market size is very small here. So I do like that idea for many reasons, but I also don't think that the way that he's approaching it or explaining it or the kind of reasons that he's putting it off on are fair. Because like you said, I mean, I, I think most people in most markets would really get behind a team that has had such, such success in the postseason as of recently. But I think he um, kind of puts this like atmosphere, this just weird feeling over the team and the organization. And then obviously them being separated distance wise and it being kind of like not convenient to get there. Um, I think that there's a lot of things he could do, but I also feel like a lot of the reasons people don't want to go are like decisions that he's directly responsible for. So it's kind of like, it's a little ironic, I guess, to hear him talk and to hear him kind of put it off on the fans when like you're pushing fans away and alienating them. But I mean, I like the split season. I don't like a full move, but I do like the split season. I don't like the way that he's explaining or approaching it. I don't like his mindset. And I, I don't like a lot of owners that don't aren't passionate about the franchise. Um, he doesn't even live here. He doesn't even live in the Tampa Bay area. Yeah. He, he well, still yeah. lives in New York, which is yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is I, I just think it shows and it, you see it across every league, right? Owners that are just not passionate about the team and their fan bases and actual like the sport and the team and the market. Um, it really shows and it, it they struggle both on and off the field. Um, so I think it's yeah, not a great not a great man of words. I well. can't believe you like that idea. I had such high hopes for you. I do like that idea. I do like that idea because I think here's the thing is I think when please, please explain yourself. I will explain. I'll explain. Okay, so as thanks. a person who's, cause here's the thing is you don't need to capture hardcore baseball fans, right? Because those are people that are going to games. So if you want people to fill the stadium, you need to have, you need to capture like the, casual baseball fan or the casual Rays fan like the people who 
if like it's too kind of inconvenient for them, they're just going to watch it at home or watch it at a bar. So I think it, with that being said, when you limit what is a very long season and a lot of games, it's hefty, right? Like when you limit that down to half, now you give people less choices. And I think when it comes to choices, like less is sometimes better because you say, here's, you know, a few months or a couple months that you have to get in the stadium. Here's the games you offer promotions, you do fun theme nights, whatever you want to do to get people in the stadium. But now it's like, instead of them being able to say like, we'll go later in the year, we'll do, we'll do a raise game later. We'll go to a different game, whatever. Now it's like, well, here's, you have half of the inventory to choose from. Then you open it up in a market where you know, if they're craving baseball, which maybe they are, I don't know. I'm sure there's market research that's been done thoroughly about that city. But if, yeah, if they're craving baseball, now you've opened it up. Now you're going to sell more tickets in both markets, right? So now you're going to sell, I mean, I would almost say that they triple or quadruple ticket sales just based on that move alone. And now you open up a whole new market. It's similar to what the NFL has done in London. It's worked really well because now not only can you get TV deals in Montreal, you can open up your TV broadcasting rights. You can open up merchandising stores that can sell merchandise year round when they're not there. Now they become Montreal's team as well as Tampa's team. And that is kind of like one of the things that really kept Jag the Jaguars in Jacksonville is because London you know, like because we were one of the early adopters in the NFL's London series, like a lot of our merchandise, a lot of fans traveling. And then if people from Tampa want to take vacations, maybe they go to Canada and go to some baseball games. Like maybe it does become like that kind of like series or that kind of like stint in Montreal where now people from in-market will travel to have like a vacation and a game, like a game week. And I just think you just open up so many opportunities on the business side, but then also on the player side. And then I just think people, if it's more exclusive, you have less options, people are going to be more willing to buy a ticket and go. Can't believe I'm saying this, but she might have a point, Chip. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a, it's a not, it's not a like popular take, but I do like it. And I'm very excited. Like I, I just say it from the perspective of like, I do enjoy NBA games and I I'm excited to go to them and I'm excited to like have this team for like, even if it's just for this year to like be part of like our little history in Tampa. Like now we get to buy all this gear and like have it, even though it like might never happen again. And it'll be a lot of fun, but like, I mean, you know, that's a huge opportunity for them as well to kind of gain fans in a whole separate market. So like I'm excited for it and I, I can imagine that it would be a similar situation, but I don't know. I like it. She has a point. My brain doesn't even go point. baseball until March. So all of this is just like, woo, <laughs> woo. I know, but it's something to talk about. You might have a looking at it from a business eye. Cause I always look at it as a fan. Yeah. A fan point of view tells me it's this a really stupid thing. Cause I don't want my team to be shared with anybody else. It's like, you're sharing like a girlfriend or a wife to somebody. It's like, you don't want to do that. You know? Holy cow. Well, I mean, it, you know, uh, but looking at it as business standpoint, she might have a point. And if you're like a ticket holder for the whole season, now they're cheaper. So you might get more people to invest in like a full season up front. If it's only like half the season, you know, 
Because like we'll, we'll table this. <laughs> he still sucks though. Hashtag Susan. he does. Like his explanations are not good. His like perspective on it is not good. No, I'll I think we that. all agree that we don't like Stu. Yeah, I think that's that's agreeance from everybody. I think uh, as we get closer, a lot of this stuff will get vetted out, and you'll see what real plans are. Players get back, you know, training camp start or not training camp, but spring training starts, and you kind of see how the season's going to shape up. But still sucks. Though. And Leonard Fournette is a healthy inactive today, not even going to play. We love that. We so, love that. Ronald Jones will definitely be Rojo will be toting the rock today. That's a good sign for their bye week and yeah. decision making. That's yeah. a very good sign. I think that was one of the things I wanted to bring up is do you think they fixed everything like, you know, going into this? I mean, we'll find out today, obviously, but, it, you know, yeah. if, he, if he's going to be inactive and they're saying, okay, we're going to give Rojo, are, are they going to give Rojo more than 20 touches today? They should because his stats when he gets them are very supportive. I think he's yep. had like three games with 20 or more touches and he's put up 100 yards in all three of those games and then had like, 200 in the game where he had 23 touches against Carolina. Yeah. I mean, so logically you should. Okay. I like that. All that makes sense. I didn't get an update yet on Cameron Brait, but I think he's trending towards playing. So he's kind of been a ghost this season. He's had a couple of games where he's been there, but you know, past couple of games, he's been targeted a handful yeah. of times and, and, you know, played a little bit, but I mean, we'll see. Obviously Gronk is another guy. Obviously you might look for some, some action today. Uh, with a high-scoring game, so um, we'll have to see. Although, looking at Gronk's, uh, looking at some of the the player props today, he's only thirty-five and a half yards today. Over under. Do you think Rob Gronkowski goes over under? I go under thirty-five point five under receiving yards. Under. Okay. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. Under. You guys want to do rapid fire of our uh, picks for the rest of the games? Ooh, yeah. Let's go rapid fire. Rapid All right. fire. All right. Texans, Bears. I got Texans. Bears. Texans. Cowboys, Bengals. I got Cowboys. 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 Chiefs, Dolphins. I got Chiefs. 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 Cardinals, Giants. I got uh, Cardinals. Giants. Giants. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> All right. Broncos, Panthers. I got Panthers. Ugh. God, awful game. Panthers, yes, maybe. <laughs> this is a hard one. Um, but yeah, I, I think I said Broncos. I think I picked the Broncos. Okay, yeah, so everything I say here is not credible. I'll change it another 12 <laughs> yeah, times. It... <laughs> Titans, Jags, uh, Kaylee, I already know where you're going with this. Uh, I'm yeah, it's really Jags. great for me too because I only have to lose one game this week by sticking to my philosophy. So I'll pick the Jags and it'll only be one game missed for me. Okay. Yep. Yeah, and I'm not taking the Jags because every time I take them, I just get crushed. So, <laughs> right, Daniel Jones is active today for the Giants. Is oh, active. Is active today. Okay, Colts, uh, Raiders. Man, I want to say Raiders here, but I'm going to say Colts. I got Colts. Colts. Jets, Seahawks. Well, that's an obvious pick. Seahawks. Seahawks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Packers, Lions. I got Pack. 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 Saints, Eagles. I got the Saints. 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 Falcons, Chargers. Chargers. I've got Falcons. I have the Chargers. Oh, yep. Okay. Fuck you guys. Uh, Washington's <laughs> 49ers. It's another, it's another gross game. 49ers, I guess. I got uh, Washington in this one. Yeah. You got Washington on this one? 
Hmm? Yeah, you got Washington or uh, Washington. 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 Okay. All right, and the Monday night matchup: Steelers Bills. A good matchup. Oh, Bills. Love me, Josh Allen, dude. Take me home. Steelers. I might change my pick on this, but right now I have the Steelers. And then uh, the Ravens-Browns game. I've got the Brownies in this one. Brownies. Browns. Okay, good point. All right. All right, anything else before we get on and get on out of here, you two? Negative. Kimosabi. Bucks need to win today to keep the magic going. Yep. Ditto. Yep. Bucks need to, to put up or shut up. Or it's uh, curtains for their season. Uh, but, yeah, I think uh, it's going to be a nice, exciting game. Probably a, a, a shootout between these two teams. I've got weak secondary. So, all right. Well, for myself, Chip, and Kaylee, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Play the Bay. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter at Play the Bay TV and also at Facebook at Play the Bay 2020. Make sure to go to Geology and put in your uh, promo code at Caffeine if you get 30% off your next Fin skincare order. We will be back on Tuesday to give you a recap of the Bucks Vikings victory. We also have a couple of special guests going on this week, so make sure you tune Woo. in. Ooh, I like that. That was, good. That was nice. Woo. For uh, for all of us here at uh, Play the Bay, which you can stream us on Spotify, iTunes, and Believe Podcast Network. We are out. We will see you next week. We'll see you on Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Play the Bay. We'll be back again with another episode on the Believe Podcasting Network. If interested in advertising, please contact Believe.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.